Welcome back, welcome back. We are rebranded and ready to go. No longer just Perks Pod. I figured whatever, what, what little... It, what little presence I have on the internet and what little presence I have on YouTube with my small channel of 3,000 subscribers who I am very appreciative of. Um, they do know me and know my channel as Perks Recap. So I figured why not keep the branding, stay consistent, and keep this as Perks Recap Podcast. That's what we're going with moving forward. No more Perks Pod. It's going to be Perks Recap Podcast moving forward. And uh, that was just a decision I came to the other day. I think it might be a better, uh, better choice for me moving forward. Anyway, let's get to it. We got some Yankee stuff, some Cowboy stuff, some general stuff. Let's get to the podcast. Okay, I'm in the car as usual. That's the uh, background noise you hear there. It is a lovely Sunday morning. It is starting to cool off a little bit. The days are still pretty warm, but um, I'm looking at 70 degrees right now. And uh, that's that's just perfect. Low humidity and 70 degrees, I'll take that all day. Those of you who know me know that I get hot very quickly. <laughs> About 80 degrees and I'm done. But 70, I can deal with that. Anyway, let's get to the disgrace that is the New York Yankees. Uh, they've lost, I believe, seven in a row now. This this long stretch that I said they had to uh, start playing better, better than uh, 500 had to move over 500 for the series for for the this stretch of games that we're on right now they had to play over 500 for it just to start getting to crawl back into contention for that third wild card possibly and instead they've lost seven in a row i've already said they are done and they are they are they are done they they keep saying it's all in front of them i that's one thing that is kind of frustrating is these these interviews that boone gives and even the players it's all right in front of us we got to play better this and that you guys stink all right how about that you freaking stink i would love for somebody to come out and say that we stink we can't get out of our own way we, we stink on the base pads, paths. We stink at the plate. We can't pitch now. I mean, when they ha- when they were f- more healthy than they are now, they were still terrible, and they put themselves in this position. Now they're trying to buy, sell us a, a, a bill of goods, as, as the, uh, the phrase says, a bill of goods. They're trying to sell us on that they're going to try to make a you know they're going to make a move here. They're going to they're going to hit their stride and get crawl back into this contention for this third wild card when three-fifths of your starting rotation is down. Nestor Cortez, done for the year. Domingo Herman, done for the year. Carlos Rodon should be coming back 
But for right now, he's still on the IL. You have Clark Schmidt and Garrett Cole, and that is it. And you're going to make a move? You're going to start playing better now when you couldn't when all those guys were there? Come on. We're not fools. The season is over. All we have to think about now is what's going to happen with the changes. What changes are they going to do once this season ends? I do believe Aaron Boone's going to get fired. I don't believe Aaron Boone is the problem. And I do believe Brian Cashman will be back. They just signed him to a four-year contract coming into this year. They're not going to eat those other three years. That's not the business Hal is in. Hal Steinbrenner, the owner of the team, doesn't like to do that. He doesn't like to eat any money at all. All he's looking for is more money and more revenue streams. You want to put a patch on the arm of the New York Yankees, the most quote-unquote sacred uniform in baseball, possibly in all of sports, the pinstripes, iconic. Let's put a patch on their arm for some star. I don't even know what star is. And let's get $25 million for putting this patch on our arm. Why? Did they really need $25 million? The problem is Hal Steinbrenner. More than Cashman, more than Boone, it's Hal. And he's the one piece that isn't going anywhere. Why would he? He's making tons of money. Boone's going to go, Cashman's going to stay, and the Yankees are going to continue to do what they've been doing, which is re-signing some of their own free agents because they have a lot. My predictions are they're going to re-sign a lot of their bullpen. The bullpen hasn't been terrible, and most of them are free agents. So they got to bring back some of the, some of those free, you know, some of those free agents in the bullpen, which I think they will. Maybe get another bullpen piece or two. Again, in the bargain bin, because that's what they do. I don't think they're going to get a starter. They got their starter last year and it didn't work out this year. So they're going to go in next year with Cole and Rodon. I guess Herman will be back by then. Um... Severino is not even a thought in my mind. I didn't even bring him up for the pitchers that are going uh, this year. But he's going to be gone. Schmidt, I think, proved he can be a starter. And then the, the fifth spot, you know, maybe it's Frankie Montas. We'll see about that. Maybe they sign another Frankie Montas type for a fifth starter. 
but it's nothing to get excited about. It's no one that you're going to get excited about. And they're going to shop for their position players, position needs, like they always do, looking for bargains. They're not going to be signing anybody big. Otani, forget about it. They're not going to go. That's not their style. That's not what they're going to do. They're going to get reclamation projects. They're going to try to get somebody catch lightning in a bottle. Somebody on the rebound. Somebody coming off a down year. Somebody to play the outfield, a left fielder. And if they don't sign anybody, they'll probably bring up Pereira or somebody like that and put him in left field. Everson Pereira, I believe that's his name. But LeMayhew has been a big problem this year. I think he'll be back. Rizzo was a big problem this year. Although he was playing good before the concussion, and you can't, anything after the concussion doesn't really count in my mind. So we'll see how he does. Obviously, Judge is here, Stanton is here. The catching situation is a disgrace at the plate and has been for a while. Maybe they bring up Austin Wells to be the catcher. And they might do that. They might just stay bargain bin, bargain basement bin uh, players, all these cheap rookies, and go with Volpe at short, which they pro- which they definitely will regardless. I could see them going with Peraza at third. I can see them going Wells at catcher and Pereira in the in left field. And everybody bats 200. And we have another horrible year. But I think that might be where we're headed. And if we do sign some free agents, even if they're smart about it and get left-handed hitters, which they desperately need, it's another disgrace that the New York Yankees with that short porch in right field, who have always had left-handed power, always had left-handers, have none. Don't give me Billy McKinney. Don't give me Jake Bowers. The regular players, you got Rizzo. And that's it. Unbelievable. So even if they are smart and get a left-handed hitter to play the outfield, maybe finally get a left fielder, it's not going to be anybody of any consequence. It's going to be somebody where you're like, eh, kind of like Harrison Bader. He's really good defensively, but at the plate, he's kind of eh, and that's what he's been his whole career. He's nothing to get excited about at the plate. And let's be honest. That's what they need. They need to hit, upgrade their hitting. Their hitting is atrocious. The New York Yankees, the Bronx, the Bronx Bombers. <laughs> what a what a joke! They're like twenty seventh or twenty eighth in the league at the plate. Lemayhew's gonna gonna platoon between third base, second base, first base, DH. Peraza is probably going to be third base. 
Volpe's at second. If they trade Glaber Torres, then DJ LeMahieu will play second, obviously. I don't know if they're going to trade Glaber or not. And then you got Bader in center. You got Judge and Stanton kind of platooning in right with the DH in play for both of them as well. And you got to see what you can do in left field. That's all there is to it. Stanton can't move. That's another thing. Stanton in the outfield is painful to watch. That guy cannot move. He's the oldest 30, what is he, 33, 32, 33, maybe 34, in that that range. He's the oldest 33-year-old I've ever seen. He can't move. He's stiff as hell. He can't run. Just horrible. Pretty much, I'm done with, with staying. I have no use for staying at all. I have no use for DJ LeMayhew at all. I have no use for Higashioka or Rortvert at all. But these are the guys you got. Stan's not going anywhere. DJ's not going anywhere. Sure, maybe they can upgrade the catcher position, but again, it'll be another one of these guys that you're not you don't get excited about. Bargain bin free agent signings free agent signings of people that are coming off bad years or are old that's what they've always done in terms of the last five to seven years or ten years even and there's no reason to expect it's going to be any different and I gotta tell you something fans New York Yankee fans You're not helping. You know how you're not helping? You're not helping because you're showing up to the ballpark. I know Yankee Stadium is a tourist attraction, and people like to go just to go and say they went to Yankee Stadium. But the old Yankee Stadium was a tourist attraction too, and in the 80s when they they weren't very good, they were getting 20,000 a night. I remember watching Don Mattingly playing games during the week and hitting home runs into right field and literally no one's there at all three levels, the lower level, the middle level, and the upper deck. Nobody's there. So don't tell me it's just because it's a tourist attraction. That's different. And even if it is, you shouldn't be getting 40000 a night for a team as pathetic as this. So the fact that Yankee fans are still showing up and watching this horrible team take the field every night, all that tells Hal Steinbrenner is, oh, I don't need to spend a lot of money on players. I don't need to improve this team. We're getting 40,000 fans a night. We're second in attendance. They're second in attendance. How is that possible when you're this bad? We're second in attendance. Our team is horrible. 
but the fans keep showing up. Got this patch on our on our arm, our shoulder. We're gonna lose a bunch of salary this year in terms of Severino. It's coming off the books. I, I'm pretty sure Donaldson's coming off the books. If we trade Glaber for some younger players, he'll be off the books. Players are coming off. They're saving some money. They've got this patch for $25 million. They're going to get under the luxury tax. And Hal's going to say to himself, why am I going to spend money? Why am I going to get players? If you don't care about winning, and I think it's obvious, Hal Steinbrenner does not care about winning. Sure, he'd like to. Sure, he'd like to. But I think part of that is he wants money. And if you win more, theoretically, you'll get more money because you'll get playoff games. Those will be sold out. You'll get more sellouts, more fans. But that's not an issue. When they're Even though they're horrible, second in attendance. Hal's not going to spend any money. He's going to make money. That's what he does. All right. That's the latest rant on the New York Yankees that is now becoming a weekly thing. The Dallas Cowboys played a playoff, uh, played a preseason game last night. Let's get to some of that. Okay, so Dallas Cowboys got their second preseason game out of the way last night. One more to go. And then we're on to the regular season. I'm excited. I've been saying I'm excited for the season. Whenever I have any confidence in the Cowboys, they usually don't do well. So I'm going on on a limb here, and I'm taking a risk that it's not going to happen again. But I'm excited for the Cowboys season. I really am. I think they have a really good team. But we'll have to see, of course. You have to see how injuries play out. You have to see how the coaching is. There's a lot that goes into it. I understand that. But I am on record to say that because they haven't done it, you cannot predict them to go very far in the playoffs. <coughs> Excuse me. Coughing over here. But you can't predict them to go very far in the playoffs. It's just all there is to it. They have to show you they can do it before you can say they can do it. Before you say they're going to do it. And they haven't shown. So, I still say either a first, a wild card exit, wild card round exit, or a divisional round exit is as far as I can go with them. But what you, when any nobody can deny, nobody can deny that overall for their regular season the last few years they're good. 12 wins last year, 12 wins the year before that. So good stuff in the regular season. So you can say 
they're not going to do much in the playoffs. But you could also say they usually get there. And even on, on years that they don't, they're right there. They're right, they're, you know, they're, they're keeping it interesting the whole season. Unless it's a complete, you know, crapshoot where somebody's like Dak, Dak gets hurt or something. And you end up winning, you know, five or six games and it's, it's a lost year. But other than the injuries like that, like, like if, that, if you tell me the Cowboys are healthy this year right now, as presently constructed, I can't see how they don't make the playoffs. Again, lose in the wild card division round, but this team should do very well in the regular season, barring industry, uh, industry, barring injury or some sort of catastrophic thing that really derails them. They should be pretty good in the regular season. Maybe Mike McCarthy totally torpedoes the the, uh, offense. That's possible. Maybe the small running backs that we have can't get the job done in short yardage, and that becomes a glaring weakness and a glaring hole that we can't fill all year and becomes a major problem. Sure, those are possibilities, but I think any one of those possibilities they can overcome and still make the playoffs. Maybe if all the possibilities, everything that can go bad does go wrong, does go bad, all happen at once, then sure, maybe they have a bad year. Looks like their rookie, Overshone, I believe his name is. I think he's a linebacker, rookie linebacker. Uh, he might have gotten hurt last night, and uh, it might not be very good. It might be a knee injury that could derail him. I'm not saying torn ACL yet, but that's definitely on the table. I don't think the results are in yet and what's going on with him. So that could be bad. But other than that, they're pretty healthy from what I gather, from what I I can uh, see. And they've got one more game left, and I don't think anybody's going to play in that last game. So, barring an injury at practice, they should go into the Giants game week one pretty healthy. Right here in New York... For week one, my son is actually going to that game. He'll be there with his Cowboys gear on. (laughs) Now, the Giants, I don't know what to make of the Giants. In my prediction segment, I gave them nine wins. I could see them winning 11 games. I could see them winning six games. They are banking on Danny Dimes to improve upon the strides he made last year. And that's fair. 
But Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, hasn't shown me enough with his arm. Can he? Absolutely. Does he have that ability? Sure. But he's throwing for 15 touchdowns a year. And they're like, well, the, don't forget the eight that he ran and ran for. Yeah, that's fine. Eight more rushing. But what about, you know, eight more rushing on top of, you know, 30 thrown? That's what you want from a major quarterback. A big-time quarterback gives you 4,000 yards, 4,500 yards, and 30 touchdowns through the air. Now, if his running ability doesn't allow him to throw that much, he should still throw for 3,800 yards, even 3,500 yards, in that range, 3,500 to 4,000. He should throw, still throw for that. And he should still throw for more than 15 touchdowns. All their eggs are in the Daniel Jones basket for this year. I know they have an out after next year on that contract they gave him. That's fine. But for this year, it's all on Daniel Jones. And he absolutely can be prove his worth, prove he's worth every dime, and they can have a really nice year. But falling flat on his face is also a possibility. It's not completely ridiculous to say that that might happen. And as I said, they can make strides. They can be better this year, but actually have a worse record than last year. By one game. So we'll have to see. Week one should be very interesting. It's a Giants home game. The Cowboys can go into New York there and win that game. That's a hell of a stepping stone. That's very good because the Giants are going to be all jazzed up. I know their fans are excited. Their fans are saying they've got to beat the Cowboys week one. It's time to beat the Cowboys. I understand that. The Cowboys have had their way with the Giants in recent years. That's not me being an arrogant jerk cowboy fan. That, those are the facts. So we'll have to see. And I know they want it. I know their fans want it. But so do we. Then you go to then you play the other New York team at home and the Jets in week two. And I'm gonna touch on the Jets here a little bit. I predicted them to win 12 games and win their division. Then I had to backtrack it a little bit bit and say 11 wins, but still win the division and the tiebreaker with the Bills. Their schedule's really rough. But I warn you, do not get down on the Jets. As long as they're healthy, even after six games, if they're three and three or two and four those first six games are brutal for them if they go four and two in their first six games 
you better look out because their next six or even eight are nowhere near as hard as their first six. The rest of their rest of their schedule really is nowhere near as hard as their first six games. So once they get past that, look for the Jets to really hit their stride and make their move. So we'll have to see. I like the Cowboys that the fact that they're they've got them at home and it's early in the year before the Jets really get going. That'll be a very interesting game. I'm really looking forward to that. No doubt about it. That's going to be a lot of fun. Especially if they both win their their tough week one games. The Jets have the Bills week one. And, of course, the Cowboys have the Giants, as I said. That's going to be a lot of fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. Can't wait for it. But, they, yeah, then the Jets have the Patriots, who they can't beat, but they should this time. That should be a win. Then they have Kansas City. They're not going to win that game. I'm not even sure if, where it is, if it's in New York or Kansas City. But I don't, I don't think it matters. I would not think they're going to win that game. And then I forget who they have after Kansas City, but then the week after that, they have the Eagles. Super Bowl runner-up. Runner so they could lose to Kansas City. They could lose to the Eagles. They could lose week one to the Bills. They could lose week, week two to the Cowboys, and that would be two and four. Now, if they squeak one of those games out, which is in the realm of possibility. They can go three and three. And I just hope the game they squeak out isn't the game against the Cowboys. It is a Sunday morning. It is 66 degrees now. Temperature has actually gone down. Cooler weather is here. Football is in the air. The Yankee season is over. So let's bring on the Cowboys. Um, I think I'm going to have some fantasy football information coming up. I'm also thinking... We're going to have some more people on the podcast, at least one more, giving predictions for the football season, hopefully, until I get them locked up. I'm not going to say who I'm thinking will be on. It's nothing major. It's not like a star or anything like that or anybody you know, but I don't want to throw his name out there if it doesn't work out, but hopefully we have someone else to join us. We'll... Give him the predictions. Give him a chance to say his predictions. And then we'll hold him to that as the season goes on. And we'll revisit and keep us all accountable for what we said at the beginning of the year. Of course, my prediction show with Al is up. If you want to go back and listen to that, it's still relevant. There's really nothing big that has changed. So those picks are still relevant and that's where we're going 
and you'll get my view on the whole the whole league and what I think is going to happen, who I think is going to do what. One more podcast with Al Hills also coming with his predictions for the postseason, playoffs, and mine. So that's more football content coming your way. Um, when the season starts, I'm toying with a lot of ideas. Picking games, possibly football Fridays, possibly quarterback, uh, Monday morning quarterbacks, possibly. I'm toying with a lot of ideas. I don't know which ones I'm going to land on. I'll keep you posted. Let's get to the close. Okay, that's going to do it. Just some perks recap reaction channel on YouTube uh, news. Um, just did a video for Norman Blake. Never heard of him before. He's an acoustic guitarist. Very interesting. They call him a flat picker. That video's posted. And it's been a little bit tougher this week, this past week, to get the videos out get them going so I'm expecting a big week of reaction videos I think I should get one every day maybe even two a couple of those days we'll see but this week should be completely full chock full of reactions this entire week that's what I'm expecting that's what I'm planning to do I want to get a few done that's for sure I want to get a lot done I want to have I, I need to get more consistent a little bit more consistent get back to my six to seven a week i've been at like four or five a week the last couple weeks um it has been a little tougher when i'm doing these album reactions because that's three videos in one if you count my album reactions then i'm i'm still doing six to seven a week because that's three separate videos but if you don't, which I don't really, because st I still count it as one video, then I'm at like four or five a week. I need to step it up. Um, I'm going to be doing mostly individual songs this week with possibly an album reaction. The Moody Blues, one more album reaction is in the is in the uh, in the works. That'll be at some point this week. That Moody Blues reaction, all three videos in one, like I did before. But the other day you should have single single song videos. But that's going to do it. Hopefully you enjoyed this one. I'll be back relatively soon. Hopefully I can get another NFL prediction show out there with another guest. Either today or tomorrow. But until then, I will see you later. <laughs>